Welcome to uh, another episode of the BZ Podcast. I believe this is episode 142. 142. Uh, we like to welcome y'all back. We like to welcome the new listeners. Uh, welcome back the return listeners. Thank you for coming back. And we hope all the new listeners stick around. Uh, the music you are listening to at the top of this episode is from an artist by the name of Ace Hashimoto. And it's off of his album called Play Make Believe. That came out, I believe, in May of this year. Definitely a dope track. You know, every now and then, uh, I get a random follow. I get a random DM. I do listen to any music that somebody throws our way. So please keep throwing it to us. Uh, it's greatly appreciated, and we love to highlight the artist. But uh, you can follow him on Instagram at A C E H A S H I M O F O. That's difficult, huh? Wow. That's difficult. (laughs) (laughs) Shit. Uh, So it's Ace Hashimofo on Instagram, but the artist's name is Ace Hashimoto. Um, You just heard a voice that uh, you heard a couple episodes ago. I forgot how many episodes it's been. It might have been like 10 by this point, maybe. That much? It's been some time. All right. um, Britain's not here for this episode, so uh, we called in the relief pitcher. We called in... uh, the repeat offender. The repeat offender. I like it. <laughs> you degenerate ass. All right. So uh, you might be familiar. You might not. Um, but this is Jarrell Forbes. And we'd like to welcome him back to the BZ podcast. Thank you. What's happening? What's happening? <laughs> Happy to be here, man. Thanks for having me on again. No problem. No problem. Yeah. How you been? You been good? Good, man. Yeah. Trying to stay Can't out of trouble. <laughs> know how it is. Yeah. Uh, last episode uh, was fun. Yeah, it was fun. I'm absolutely. happy to do it again. I think we went overtime last time. It's like, man, we done already? There's really no such thing as overtime. We try to keep it to an hour, but right. I mean, I find myself listening to longer podcasts. Exactly. I'll listen to a three-hour podcast absolutely. in like two days I won't or even whatever. touch a podcast if it's a, unless it's at least an hour. Yeah, it got to be an hour. I don't know what a lot of these these content creators are doing with like 20-minute episodes. Like, what do you- like, like the murder mystery stuff I hear is really popular. I'm, I'm not into it, really. I am. Yeah? I don't listen to any podcast of them, but I give me like a documentary. That's like one of the top genres for podcasts, really. Maybe there's a reason why I haven't gotten into it yet. Maybe I just don't want to fall down that rabbit Busy, hole. That's why, man. You're doing all kinds of other stuff, man. Hooping, doing podcasts. You know what I mean? Tell them again how I was hooping. I mean, oh, here you go. <laughs> Tell them here you go. go ahead. Go ahead. No, because it's rare that I have anybody that can co-sign, that can co-sign that I do have a little bit of game. Yeah, I mean, more than a little bit, right? More than a little bit. He said it. My man Kahoot. He said it. I did it. Kahoot. <laughs> All right. Um, do we have to talk about anything else? Do I have to open anything else? Oh, thank you for the continued support. If I didn't say it already, make sure you share. Make sure you like. Make sure you subscribe. And uh, give us feedback. We love y'all. 
Uh, what we talking about today, Mr. Jarrell? Mm, no, I got it. I got it. I got it. So, uh, for those that have listened to the last episode, uh, I brought up a premise for a show that would read people's internet history out loud. <laughs> oh yeah. Right. And it's almost like, what, what is it called? Like manifest destiny uh-huh. that Ja is the next person I, that we have I'll on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, so he's the guinea pig, but I'm just gonna just gonna preference this. <laughs> All right, he's gonna hand me his phone. I'm taking his phone. He has an Android, so it's pretty archaic to me. I don't know how to operate it, so he has to bring up his his history. Android, ooh, what is that? Hold on, I'm bringing it up right now for you. Here we go. Look, you see how long it takes. Three. All right, here you go. All right, so we're going to go through this man's internet history. No shame over here, by the way. Read it all off. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so what we got here, what we got here, we got what is a shell company. All right, political. Yep. We got 9mm ammo. All right, political. (laughs) (laughs) Necessity. All right, we're going to scroll down. I just want to see how many thumb downs that I need to do to actually get to the the film. Ain't going to take long. All right, you checking the weather. Yep, yep, here we got it. <laughs> Was that like three thumb downs? Not barely one. Uh, you said barely one. Barely one. Um, watch Dick Drainers, Taylor Blake, what you gonna do for these festival <laughs> tickets? <laughs> Does anybody really watch the premise? I don't never be watching it. I just give me straight to the booty, man. Yeah, I was about to say, like, I, I was gonna ask you if you lean towards like the. Nah, I don't watch none of the dialogue, none of that. I mean, <laughs> it might be funny, but I ain't here for funny, yo. I'm here for filth. <laughs> oh, I see. All right, so there's another dick drainer. Big on the dick drainers. I mean, yeah, well, you, you just go down a rabbit hole at some point, right? It's just like. Uh... Bratty behavior needs to be corrected. <laughs> You know what's not good about this? Yeah, go ahead. Because, like, the premise of the show is to read it out loud. But you're really only seeing snapshots of moments. Uh-huh. You want to see actual video of what we watch? No, not even. Oh, no, 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 no. Absolutely, absolutely not. I don't want to. I don't do that. No, um, no, because you're catching people in moments. And everybody can look filthy as shit in the moment. Uh, I imagine so. <laughs> like, in the moment, everybody, everybody can look, look nasty. So this little snapshot is not telling you about the person. It's telling you about the person in their most deviant <laughs> nature. Yo, beating off and masturbating is probably one of the most animalistic shit you can do. The word is born. <laughs> you feel like an animal. It's like, a out, it's like an out-of-body experience. It is. Because it's, like, it's a mode. Yep. Yep, beast mode. And then once you come out of it, you'd be like, what the hell? Like, where am I? Oh. <laughs> How did I get here? How did I get here? <laughs> you ever watch something that like made you just feel filthy after? Like you was in it? It's so cool. Like the I'm mode. sure there's plenty. No, I'm fascinated with the mode. Here's your phone back. Yeah. I'm not reading this filth anymore. <laughs> yeah, I've had enough. <laughs> no, but what's fascinating is just like how quick it can switch. But there's a lot of shit that I feel like if it was caught on camera, it'd be really funny, but you just never do. Yeah. The moment when you make up your mind that you're going to beat off, because you literally just be going through your day. You went to check the mail, you know, uh-huh. walking around, and then like- And then you get that, that, that black snake home, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> that, that Samuel L. Jackson. I don't know. It's just a mode that switches when you're like, hmm, beating off is a pretty good idea right now. Like, <laughs> it seems like forecast says perfect time to beat the meat. Like, 
I, I don't know. I feel like it's more like a, oh, I could get away with this right now. <laughs> <laughs> what you mean? Who's coming to patrol your beating off? I mean, I, I, I'm not alone here, so it's just like, it's usually on the late nights. Like, eh, you know, when, you're married, a good time. when you're married and shit, like, do you have to like go sneak off? You be beating off in the bathroom, y'all? Not in the bathroom, nah. I usually wait till I got enough uh, quiet and peace that I could do wherever I want. Spread out? Yeah, exactly. You got sprawl position. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, yo. But yeah, so you had a question. What was your question? Yeah, I mean, basically, how, how much porn is too much porn? I think you answered your question with that statement. Because <laughs> if you have to ask that question, it's probably too much. <laughs> is that right? I don't know, man. I mean, I feel like I'm a moderate kind of a watcher of porn at this point in my life because I used to watch way more than yeah. I do now. Yeah. You don't think that has some type of psychological effect on your brain? It could. It could. I mean, maybe it creates an unreal expectation of what you uh, think that's you're supposed to be doing in the bedroom. But a lot of that stuff, I mean, this is kind of like vanilla now, ain't it? What do you mean vanilla? Like... Son, they do a lot of wild shit. I mean, it depends on what kind of porn we you're talking about, but... I just mean just like some basic stuff, you know. We talking about getting head. We talking about going down on the other person. You talking about? I mean, not fucking for the festival tickets. Yeah. <laughs> huh? I mean, we gotta talk about titles too. Said, on we're a, talking a, about dick drainers. We, we, like we just gotta vanilla. talk about titles on these uh, videos too. Like there's a lot of times they're misleading. Most of the time, like you feel deceived. <laughs> I I don't know who actually goes looking for stepdaughter and and mother. Apparently, that's a huge. It's crazy, yo. That's weird. Yeah, I'm not reading titles, man. I'm just looking at who is in this video, and that's all I care about. Do you ignore the title? Yeah, like, how do just you... show me the screenshots, yo, or show me the little, From you know, the, the, the little quick video. <laughs> Give me a little quick preview with no sound. <laughs> so how much is too much? How much is too much? It depends on according to who. Yes. I, yeah. I, you know, I, I just don't like the feeling like when you're done and like it's still going. I'm not going to name names, but I talk to people and this is uh, somebody who we both know and they tell me that they have an archive, like a, a whole hard drive, a whole hard drive, a whole hard drive full of porn categorized by uh, you got categories of porn of blowjobs. <laughs> wait a second. Wait a second. Because I know what you're talking about. Uh, do I you absolutely not? know what you're talking about. Okay. But my thing is, is it a problem because he has it? archived is it the consumption it the that's the problem yeah that, that he's downloading place? it like 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 he pays for the cloud yeah and fills it up with that <laughs> how often you go back to the same clip why do you need to arc sometimes you do that's interesting yeah sometimes you do sometimes you're looking for that one clip like oh remember that one that that one chick no i, I, I can't there. relate i gotta go back there i, can't you can't relate. Find I don't bookmark it i don't, you don't bookmark, bookmark it. yeah <laughs> that's when it's too much when you're bookmarking porn well that's what i mean going into this uh categorizing and whatnot like man that's a lot yo that's a lot of work yeah it's a lot that's a lot of dedication it's like a library of uh -huh. beating your meat <laughs> like hmm a rolodex yeah like what if your girl come over and one what are you doing over there you gotta hide it like nothing right, i'm good over here i don't know Yo, that's the funniest part you haven't been caught i haven't you've never been caught I've never been caught have you ever been caught like having oh, sex pause. hold on can't say that i have i have been you caught. have yeah. yes the funniest shit is the quick jostle and then lay still <laughs> <laughs> you know what i can't about? see me if i don't move right <laughs> it'd be like <laughs> getting, <laughs> depending on where you at getting everything messy and whatnot like oh. all, right, all right come on bro come on bro that's, that's a lot see guys degenerate Definitely. couldn't wait to talk about this shit Definitely. that feeling that like when it's over and you feel filthy again yeah 
Oh, yeah. Right. Describe what that feeling is. It's just, you know that you probably shouldn't be in this position. <laughs> you question life? Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. <laughs> in the moment, it was the right decision. But now it's like, eh, I got to clean all this shit up now, too. And, uh, uh, I don't know. <laughs> no, you feel like a victim. It's a it's a necessary evil. Do you feel like, you feel a, like victim? a victim of your urges? <laughs> like, you feel like you should have one of those, like, police blankets that they give out at the scene and shit? <laughs> <laughs> One of the foil blankets. One of the foil blankets <laughs> after a tragedy. You just lost your entire house. Oh, God, man. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah, it is. <laughs> All right, man, we'll move on. Well, that's how you open the pod up. Eight minutes in of just straight talking about beating off and masturbating. Yeah, got stuff. Oh, well, Josh's back. <laughs> All right, so Dave Chappelle, you watched it last night? I watched it last night, yeah. Was it worth all the hype? So I think the guy's a genius, to be honest with you. Like, nobody can make you laugh, can touch on these really touchy subjects in the way that he can and still also, like, give a history lesson in the meantime. Like, the guy's great. Like, nobody does it like Dave Chappelle does. He's one of those voices. I watched it, too. It's amazing. It's brilliant. Yeah. It's, it's pure genius. It's, it's art form, like he even said within, in, in the show. And I don't think people understand that. Like, some people just view this comedy as, oh, you're trying to, like, attack people or you... I mean... No, like he's trying to make people laugh. Like that's the that's what he's trying to do. I think he's trying to do more than make people laugh. Sure. Right. I think I think comedy and I kind of hate when you say stuff like this, you like say mad grandiose statements, but I think comedy is really like one of the last fronts of being able to just speak your mind. Like who wants to listen to comedy that has to maneuver through everybody's sensibilities? Exactly. Like like it should be free game. And I think that's one of the last like standpoints of where you can kind of articulate yourself. It's kind of like what universities used to be where you could have these discussions and whatnot and talk about these things. But now, yeah, cancel culture if you can call it that i guess but it's people are sensitive and people think that just because i feel a certain type of way like i need to be heard and you need to respect my opinions this is a like you said this is a forum where we're not that's not what we're here for i feel like you got to kind of check your sensibilities at the door yeah. when you're going and when i'm saying like you said like making people laugh like he's making people think He's make he's making people think. Don't worry about it. Um, but uh, yeah, I thought it was amazing. Um, he's receiving backlash. Mm -hmm. but, to be expected, to be as he expected. always does. <laughs> but I you know I think the artistry of it, like he did. This is his third special on Netflix. Like, what a way to wrap up. Yeah. What a way to call back to the stuff that was said previously yep. bring it back yep. so the national black justice coalition asked netflix to pull dave chappelle's the closer special over comments deemed transphobic it's not for us to decide what is transphobic or not right i'm in favor of trans rights and whatnot but yeah i don't i don't know like it's a, it's a i'm not gonna lie it's a a weird topic for me because i don't know i just i guess i just don't understand enough about it mm. and I, I haven't done enough research on this topic it's a blind spot for me and i admit that well i think context is kind of like everything and like i said before i think you should uh suspend certain sensibilities at the door when you're entering into a com comedic realm sure, sure. um we do it in other areas of art though mm -hmm. we do it in movies yeah okay i had to accept Michael B. Jordan as a lawyer. <laughs> what movie was that again? With a, him and Jamie Foxx, right? Yeah, him and Jamie Foxx. Like, I, there's a lot of things that you just accept. It's funny, though. Think about it. Like, Will Smith is 
fighting zombies. Yeah, or what was he in uh, the the uh, DC movie superhero? He was a- yeah, yeah. The uh, what's Suicide yeah, Squad? Yeah, Suicide Squad. There you go. I, I don't know why comedy doesn't get that type of caveat. Yeah. yeah, right. But I think maybe it's because comedy is one of those things that like everybody kind of feels they can kind of do. Maybe. It appeals to everybody, I think is what it is. Everybody has a form of comedy that they like, right? You've got dry humor. You've got just uh, obnoxious humor. There's different there's different types. Mm-hmm. But um, I guess if it's funny, it's funny. If it's not, it's not. I mean, that ultimately wins the day. I've seen guys make like or try to touch on those touchy subjects and bomb, right? And get booed off the stage. You're a big comedy person, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, I love to watch comedy. We used to go to the comedy club all the time. One of the things that he like pulled together was just kind of like uh, just showing the hypocrisy and kind of what we care about yeah, yeah. or what is outrage. Yep, you yep. know, the 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 baby thing, uh-huh, like no. he shot somebody and he didn't get canceled for that, but got canceled for another. Don't th- abort the baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was hilarious. Yo, my thing with it, though, like if you're a fan of the Chappelle show, the Chappelle show, you know, highlighted stereotypes in the black community. It highlighted, uh, it kind of went after everybody, but there was a lot of things that, you know, black people could have been like, I'm offended by, right? right? No one, I, I think we understood the comedy. You know what I think it really might be? It? it might be, I think black people are kind of innately used to laughing at tragedy and making light of very serious situations maybe, maybe. so maybe some sensibilities in which like that allowed them to laugh at our strife mm-hmm. um they didn't I'm really just immune yeah to it. we're kind of just immune to it where it's uh-huh. like I, th- I think we're used to being the butt of a lot of jokes yeah it's true maybe that's what it is what do you think like what do you think the sensibility because there's a lot of people that watch Chappelle's show and laughed at all those stereotypes and tropes yep. which were hilarious mm-hmm. and fucking I died laughing too I was laughing with y'all yep. but when that community like, I don't even want to say that day like, <laughs> <laughs> kind of scared but when that, that community is the butt of the joke uh-huh. can't handle it it has to just be silenced I don't know. I think it's probably more nuanced than that, right? Because it's a lot of different communities involved. Like if you're talking about gay people, that includes a lot of communities within that community, right? So it's... I got a question to that. Go ahead, go ahead. Um, At a certain point, there's there's a hierarchy of community mm-hmm. because within that trans community there's more, this whole bunch of races, yep. right? And Chappelle touched but on this too. But it seems like the sexuality comes before the race. But the sexuality comes before the race? As I said, it's nuanced. It's 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 not linear. I don't know. It, it depends on the person. It depends on the individual. But Chappelle touched on this though, right? When he was talking about women's suffrage, right? That Susan B. Anthony, you know, <laughs> being a, a, a white woman and not ingratiating black women into the movement, and that's true. That's real. Yeah, so. that's real shit. Oh man, he needs to be protected. I, I think so. I think Dave Chappelle is a fucking national treasure. <laughs> he said this was going to be his last special for a while. Yeah. And he kind of ended this making like the biggest statement. Mm-hmm. Right. And I would love to see where it goes after that. So that's why like I'm kind of like, I don't want him to leave for too long. Yeah. Like I, I want to see how he maneuvers. The waters. Yeah, th- this waters and stuff. Like Honestly, that. I mean, I think that he ended it like perfectly. You no, know? he did. He, he did. He, he made jokes about different communities and whatnot, women, trans people and whatnot, and he still managed to 
coalesce like an understanding that these people need to be respected these people need to be valued at the same time and that's like how, i don't understand like how you come after them for that well it depends on what you're highlighting i guess because if you take that one bar snippet. i mean you take that one snippet mm -hmm. then you're gonna be upset i can see how people can be upset yeah. like like in no way shape or form am i trying to how many times have people make jokes at your expense though you know it's and then you give them a pass or something yeah i, I just don't know what's why are certain things off limits yeah. certain things are off limits for certain people also right because right. <laughs> we can make a joke amongst ourselves and yeah. if somebody from another yeah. community makes that joke we like and i don't hey. like eh. yeah i don't i don't know i don't know it's so difficult <laughs> it's such like there's so many moving parts but it's just uh i don't know if you heard about this whole james bond controversy or whatnot talking about uh having a new james bond daniel craig his time is up as James Bond. Did you watch all those? I didn't watch all of them. I watched a lot of them, though. I watched most of them. I think I might have How many missed. were there? There was a lot. Wasn't there a lot? Yeah. I didn't watch any of these. I can't even name them all off the top of my head for you. Good movies, though. All of them good movies. James Bond never disappoints, really. But um, Daniel Craig is out. They, there was talk a while back about Idris Elba maybe coming in to be I the heard this James like a Bond. couple years ago. Yeah. And people were, like, getting mad then. Right. right. But I guess it's coming up again. And, um... They've also thrown in the mix, what about a female James Bond? And people are losing their shit, <laughs> losing their goddamn minds. Like, okay. well, why can't, why do we have to do, why are we uh, appeasing these communities and whatnot? And I'm like, it's a fictional character. It is a fictional character. But I had heard somewhere along the lines, right? This is like amongst kind of, um, I don't even know how to describe these communities online. But people were saying that, oh, like a black guy as James Bond, like he'd stick out like a sore thumb. And people not realizing that, yeah, like he's going to be at the party as the only black guy or he's going to be in such and such place. As the that is the disconnect. Yeah. Because a lot of times in black people's lives, they are That's the true. only black person in that room. That's true. But also on top of that, how many fucking times has Daniel Craig been in Morocco or some other foreign ass <laughs> country as the only fucking white guy? Get the fuck out of here, yo. Miss me with that right. bullshit. Right, right. <laughs> Miss right. me. So, <laughs> and then, you know, they asked Daniel Craig, I think, about this specifically. And I don't want to mess up the quote, but he said something where along the lines of, uh, why not just make another character? Uh, that does exactly the same things. Be careful, Daddy. Yeah, I know. He, he was careful, pretty Daddy. diplomatic about it, but you know, uh, I guess it's just the the prestige of the Bond character, right? I'm not that invested in James Bond, yeah. So I can really care less what they do with it. Idris Elba, I don't really care about. He can play it. I mean, he has the accent. Like you're halfway there with the accent, the accent right? I think it's more so like what we perceive his personality as, right? Like he's smooth. He's a you know a, t a tall. You know, by essence, yeah. by essence, James Bond being smooth and tall is pr is a pretty black thing. Yes, yeah. Maybe you should have been black a long time ago. <laughs> no, um, but then like when you get into like you know casting a woman as it, uh -huh. which I can totally see, but is the name still James Bond? James Bond is really a code name, but that's all oh, right. See, it is. I'm not invested. Yeah. Not fucking not. <laughs> but but, um, but if it's a code name, and it's not just a code name, it's an alias. So it's an alias that they provide to other people. Right. Because you figure how many James Bonds have there been, right? It's been a lot of them. Right. So I don't know. It, it's like the biggest scam ever. How <laughs> does that person keep pulling off that same scam? Yeah, exactly. Oh, are you James Bond? <laughs> 
I said, I don't know, man. I'm, I don't care. But it kind of expands into other territory, too, right? Remember when they talked about having a black Little Mermaid, right? The black Did Ariel. they have a black Little Mermaid? Yeah. Did they, they talk they, about that? Yeah. That was a thing a while back, too. That's Disney, right? That's Disney, exactly. I don't give a fuck what Disney really <laughs> got to say. Disney has a long history of some really fucked up shit. This is true. This right? is true. Right? That's the last thing they would want is a black mermaid. Well, it wasn't some... Disney's the one that's presenting this option, right? But it's more so fans of the fans of the the franchise the franchise yeah that have a problem with it ariel's supposed to be white <laughs> you know who is that invested I, I remember seeing a facebook page that was like dedicated to having a white ariel for the movie like it's how supposed to be a live action how much do you think yo son how much do you think people really care about this how much is this like russian troll farms or just that's maybe facebook's algorithm or something like that kind of pushing maybe, it in your but face even if it's like uh, i just i just refuse to believe someone dedicates that much time to like stopping they made that. a facebook group man they somebody's dedicating their time to it <laughs> i mean you've been you've dedicated your time to facebook you used to get in a whole bunch of exchanges i have I back have. and forth have you cut true. back on that i have cut back on it dramatically i just I, I don't have the time really what was the change i mean <laughs> a kid the kid the the job switch now you know mornings and whatnot it's just i don't have the time anymore like my time is precious and i spend most of it doing research or <laughs> watching porn <laughs> <laughs> but that didn't cut back at all huh? <laughs> harking back to that <laughs> but i try to spend most of my time if i'm on my phone either putting up memes to make people laugh or i'm trying to do research really that's what i focus on now mm. if somebody decides to get on there and challenge me to something then i kind of go at it challenge, yeah, challenge accepted, usually, always. <laughs> <laughs> yo that's the thing when i see people go back and forth like it seems like they're fighting for the their their family, my family honor. Name. My family honor. Yeah, my family name is on the line here. Kill themselves like a samurai at the end. Somebody might see the Forbes name on Facebook. One right, day. right, right. Me and Jai used to talk about this a lot. Like I used to be like, "Yo, you're spending way too much time arguing with people online." Yeah. Right. Um, did you ever feel that you know with the recent recent stuff of Facebook uh, with uh, whistleblower and stuff? Yeah. Do you feel any type of way that you might have or this algorithm might have incited you? to get into these discussions or even incited the other person and then you feel compelled do you feel puppeteered at all um not so much because most of the time like i would listen to the news or whatever i'm getting my information from and then i feel compelled most of the time to go on and seek this stuff out and to go like if i found a specific video i would go on find it share it and then maybe have that start the dialogue. It's really the memes, though. Like, it's usually, like, the, the quick memes that are... The headlines. Right, that maybe, like, half-truths that get you in trouble. Like, that get people animated. Yeah, but, like, all right, so maybe I'm presenting the question wrong. Do you feel sympathy for those who are... are Baited into it. Baited into that type of stuff. Yeah, I mean, yes and no. Yes, in the sense that... Um, yeah, Facebook is pushing this stuff towards you and whatnot, right? But at the end of the day, it's kind of stuff that you want, though, isn't it? I've heard people make that argument. I don't know if it's stuff that you that you want. I can't say that. There is psychology, and this, this comes from some of the information that... I mean, we've talked about this, though. Yeah. This is the crazy thing. They're calling this a whistleblower. Yeah. But, like... I feel like everybody's kind of talked about how these algorithms kind of incite and show you the stuff that is going to make you engage. Kind of and amplifies they, who? Yeah. Well, no. What it what it does is they realize that just by human psychology, people 
engage more if you trigger them. Yeah. You know, and and if you're purposefully doing it, you might have started as a person that doesn't react mm-hmm. to certain things. But after a while, I'm being exposed to it. It starts to seem like this is the entire world and it chips away at you. And then before you know it, you saw uh, the social experiment. Oh, not the social experiment. The uh, social network. Mm-mm. It was a social experiment. It was kind of like a documentary slash like they had like a movie playing towards it. And it was all about how. You know, the Internet is radicalizing people. Okay. And they have people in the industry saying they don't even let their children mm-hmm. uh, uh, spend that much time on the Internet. And they kind of were working in the machine and saying that, like, oh, no, this is a problem. We understand that these algorithms are might be doing harm and stuff like that. Yeah. Oh, uh, it was actually called uh, The Social Dilemma. Okay. No, I haven't seen that either. You know, I remember we was having a conversation recently and I was talking about how, like, it kind of doesn't matter what side you're on. Mm-hmm. As far as you know, left, right, or 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 whatever, it really needs to be. You have to find a common ground to sit up here and just be fighting each other off of off of like this stuff is engineered. Some of the talking points that people are so passionate about and are fighting about are the things that Facebook is a thousand percent responsible for regurgitating and and. Yeah, I I understand that point of view, like to some extent, but it's like. I don't know if, how can I put it as an example? Like, there are issues where one side is right and the other side is invested in just like going against it just because it's coming from the other side, you know? And in, on both sides. Yeah, sure, sure. I could, fine. But, like, when it comes to like solutions to problems or something like that, like, sometimes there are solutions and then the other side is just invested in not doing it because, just because, like, it, it's like teams but it's kind of like saying they say this like when talking about in politics a lot they say that uh oh you know we need a bipartisan agreement and whatnot you know you don't like if the other side is trying to if i have a plan that's good for like to say this infrastructure that is subjective though when you say uh, good let's say this infrastructure bill that's coming along right now right there's some bullshit in that bill okay Okay. i don't we're not going to go into right we don't have to go into the details right but this is spending that needs to happen this is stuff that has been pushed off for too long and honestly in my opinion we should be spending a lot more than what they agreed upon so far i mean they're agreeing upon either a 1.5 or 3.5 trillion dollars right this is over 10 years though so that's not much in the grand scheme of things it's not but like they're talking about the debt like that's a false argument that people are making because we don't have to worry about the debt because we own the debt to ourselves they could literally mint a coin like that and get rid of the debt in an instant. It doesn't matter. This is all politics. This yeah, but isn't that bad for the economy? Not. It's not. If you just print more, that sounds like print more money, Jeff. Yeah, but again, like, if you're talking about it from a standpoint of like a household, right? You owe the bank money, right? So you have to worry about that. What if you are the bank? If you're the bank and you're the one that has the money, you don't. You owe it to yourself. Bruh, it's, a, it's a false it, premise. But do you? Yeah, it's a false premise. But do you understand like what that will do to the dollar if if you just expose that it really is like everybody should know it's a false premise. It's a fiat like, yeah, but if you just expose that it is a false premise, like I think that the people who really know what they're doing know that, and this game that they play in politics to go back and forth, it's just to get elected. They say, "Oh, look at how irresponsible this side is." Oh, look at how irresponsible this side is. It gets you to get out to the polls and vote when virtually they both know the debt ceiling gets raised every year. The military budget gets raised every single year. Nobody so says they're bipartisan in that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. They usually always vote on that stuff. 
unless it's favorable to the other side not to. Well, what I'm saying is they're bipartisan and knowing that that's the thing that oh, they can both use to point the finger at each absolutely. other. Absolutely. But now you have a sect within the Democratic side, the progressives that are calling out both of their sides bullshit. And that's why they were calling for a six trillion dollar bill and they negotiated down to a three point five. Now they're trying to push it down to a one point five trillion dollar bill. And it's like we need all of that. So we're not compromising. We're not going any further than this. That's what I mean. Like, it doesn't always make sense to compromise for the sake of being even handed or whatnot. Like, this is what's needed. Let's do this. But where do those other people go? The other people. You're saying that um, you don't always have to agree on everything and just do it regardless of about whatever the opposition feels about it. Those other people inevitably just get more radicalized. Perhaps. Or, or perhaps you do it and then they see that hey, maybe these guys weren't uh, wrong after Yeah, but all. you're banking on, on that. You're banking on them being upset that they didn't get their way and then saying, oh, well, maybe it's all right. Well, if they see it, like, what's the best way to kind of, like, show people that uh, you're not as bad as they might have once thought, right? You got to show it, right? You have to actually put it on display, like, oh, you know, I thought this guy was an asshole until I actually hung out with him, and it was pretty cool. <laughs> I feel like everything is radicalized, and I feel it plays parts on both sides, and I think... I think inevitably what they do want is people fighting each other. If they can keep us at each other's necks and at each other's throats, then they can kind of keep business as usual. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of the, the objective. That's the goal for Facebook, right? So, but, how, but if that's the goal for Facebook, and I'll, I'll say almost Facebook is an extension. This, this benefits every party. Sure. We're having people at each other's like necks. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why I had opened this up asking you, do you feel a type of way of kind of being subject to some sort of social puppeteering? Because if that's the objective to keep people at each other's throats and we just engage in this discourse that kind of doesn't go anywhere or just uh, all it does is uh, radicalize people or it does is uh, uh, trigger people and stuff like that, then you're kind of being manipulated. So I am a firm believer in the fact that these conversations need to be had and that, you know, you don't, you're not necessarily going to change anybody's mind from having one conversation, but having multiple conversations over a long period of time, you plant seeds sometimes, it, it goes so either direction. Here's the question. Can you out-conversation an algorithm? Depends on how many times you're having these conversations and it, the person. Oh, I'm sorry. It's designed. <laughs> it is designed for that. It's, it's designed to push the materials. It's designed to push things like... Uh, if I'm a right wing guy and I'm into guns, I'm into, uh, you know, the blue shield, the blue wall, whatever the hell it is, it's going to push me towards as it's going to have a mask with a skull face with the American flag on the skull. It's going to have all of that stuff, right? Yeah, funny story. Not even funny story. Kind of like, I don't know, kind of sad story. I think it's a little sad. Um, I grew up and I was friends, one of my best friends growing up. His brother actually married my neighbor across the street. Okay. Now, I used to be, it's the white, white family, you know, I used to be over there, hang out with him all the time, camped out in his backyard, and this is his younger brother. Right. I was cool with him as well, too. Still am. Um, and, you know, I never felt uncomfortable in his house. I've never felt, there was just no, it was pure love. Love him, right? Sunken place? No. No, no sunken place. No sunken place. But right. I bring it up because like I, I have a good gauge on like the principles and the values and stuff that this family grew up with or this family kind of holds. He got into an argument with another one of our neighbors about politics. Okay. Right. And now there's a huge po huge pole flagpole. Right. He has the American flag. 
he has the don't tread on me flag oh, okay. thing right. and he also had the blue lives the matter blue... oh, okay flag in there right now some people will look at that and just automatically get upset and get triggered by the by the joint i look at it and go like damn dog like like i know you and i know that wouldn't have been the move years past and i feel the I same think way that's about kinda like, yeah too. and i think that's kind of highlights uh uh the radicalization mm -hmm. because even if you felt that type of way to put it on full display yeah. and know that we peoples and I got to drive past it every day. Yeah. Like and I'm not triggered. What I'm saying is I'm not triggered. But even like just the idea I mean, it does that you make could you feel do some type of way. Well, no, not really. Maybe you won't express it in a similar way that he wouldn't have expressed this before. I feel a type of way kind of like a damn, they got you. Yeah. And when I say they got you, I mean like the algorithms, mm -hmm. the the, you know, the hypersensitivity yeah the it, it's making you act in a way that i don't think is really true to your character so i i understand that like and a lot of people have asked me like i'm friends with certain people and they say like, how the hell are you friends with this guy yo mm -hmm. like that guy is a racist or that guy you know does this that and the third and i'm like i i know dude and i know that he's not that way with what i've seen you know like sure this is what I see online, so I don't. It's it's a it's a hard line to uh to to straddle, I guess. But um, yeah, I don't know. Again, I just think that sometimes people are victims of terrible ideas, and that they don't necessarily they haven't necessarily heard the other side of the argument either, which is why I'm in favor of having these conversations. No, I'm, I'm I don't want to make it seem like I'm not in favor of having the conversations. I'm just saying in a sea uh, in. A sea of controlled conversation. Mm -hmm. Facebook is controlled conversation. Is it there controlled? is controlled well with this whistleblower stuff. Okay. Obviously there's something going on. What I'm saying is like in in the sea of that information and stuff like that, I just don't think you can outcompete a computer. Mm -hmm. I don't think you can invoke that same emotion that that meme invokes. Okay. You're not having these conversations and pulling on the same triggers as what these systems are designed to pull on now i don't know how fast people get radicalized or de-radicalized one way or the other but i do know i've heard stories like from the shows that i watch where people have come out of right-wing ideology and whatnot and they'll tell you the story oh you know it was your show or such such and such show that uh that pulled me out so sometimes everybody's different you know sometimes uh you, you just need to hear better arguments i think one of the keys is going to be to really get away from right wing left wing mm -hmm. and it needs to be us us wing uh, <laughs> it needs to be us wing it can't just be two parties like you'd like that you like that yeah i mean i'm just saying in, a, in an ideal situation you would mm -hmm. have a kumbaya moment and yeah. everybody can agree on everything come together but i think the more we cling on to left being right uh uh right wing being bad and vice versa mm -hmm. you know i feel like the more we're feeding into that same algorithm but shouldn't you shame people for doing bad for bad has behavior shame never worked yeah i think it has you think it's worked i think it has worked in a lot of instances how so um think of an example um some people ha are without shame sure but um I think when it comes to government in the past, right, you can look at something like uh, Richard Nixon, for instance, right? He got caught um, doing illegal activity. He didn't even go to jail. He didn't, but he did resign. He did get out of office. All right. He's right? fine. He was fine, though. I promise you. After. He was okay. Sure. 
right? But the, the the bad behavior is that this guy can't stay in power anymore because this is bad behavior. Like he can't make he can't be the decision maker anymore. He's got to go. And that kind of public shame was enough to do that. Now, come 2020, 21, you know. All right. So I'll make an argument that it's it is a bad thing. It's it's public shame that uh, keeps people insulated and surrounded by all the same ideas. When you cast somebody out, and this is kind of like cancel culture. Go ahead. When you when you cast somebody out of society or out of the ring of being able to speak and communicate, mm -hmm. they still find a means of communicating. But now they're only with their own other people. Now they're not open or not having access to the other ideas and thoughts because you banish them. You banish them from the tribe. Okay. Right. So shaming can lead people to doubling down on their shit. Possible, possibly, yeah. I think that's what we've seen. We've seen that in the last couple of years. I would agree, but um, I think that it's a two. I think it's a double-edged sword. That shaming can either draw you to be more insular, right, and to go into you know uh, a bubble. I guess people like mind. So I'm gonna touch. I'm gonna say left wing, right wing again on I this. I know. Right? Go, ahead. go ahead. So that's I think the barometer. That something like a like, uh, remember that parlor was another. Uh, platform that they were going to use like a facebook right yeah i think that that was never going to work because the right wingers are like oh we're all going to flock to this and get off of facebook because we can speak to you know we have a, a community and whatnot here right but you're kind of just reinforcing your own ideas amongst yourselves right and they kind of like to attack liberals a lot and go after them so it wouldn't have been fun you would have ended up coming back anyway because all the liberals over here, we like to make fun of them. We like to... All right, but what was the reason for Parler? If you uh, if you dissect the reason for Parler is that these people felt like they were getting censored more than more than uh, the left mm -hmm. on Facebook, the bigger platform. Right. Right? Them leaving Parler was them getting banished. And then... That was it's them just, choosing to, huh? though. That's fine, though, but... They felt persecuted. I'm going to use that word uh -huh. lightly. I don't think they were persecuted, <laughs> but I don't know. <laughs> right. They felt they felt that um, we can't use this platform freely. So we have to start our own. Mm -hmm. That was them getting excommunicated out of the realm of ideas. I don't think it's them getting excommunicated. I think that's them. That's that's your feelings. That's you getting caught up in your feelings, ain't it? That's fine, though. But what I'm saying is it leads to the radicalization. It leads to them being in on parlor mm -hmm. and being able to talk mad shit. Um, forgive me if I'm wrong, but isn't parlor where some of the the conversation was happening for the the insurrection? Yeah, yeah, this is true. Does that happen on a Facebook? That doesn't happen on a Facebook. Not, Not out in the open, open, at least. Not out in the open, but they were excommunicated, mm -hmm. and then rioting seemed like a really good idea. Well, there was nobody on that app saying. Hey, guys, this doesn't seem like a good idea running into the federal building. True. But again, though, there wouldn't have probably been people in that community saying that, right, though? I, I, what I mean is that uh, you probably wouldn't have had people willing to say that within that group. These people were saying these things anyway, right? Let's overthrow the government. Let's, uh, you know, we hate minorities, whatever the case is, right? Saying it where? Saying it on Facebook? Saying it on Facebook, right? But shouldn't they receive some kind of punishment for that or some kind of backlash? Or we, what do we just say? Something should be done. They shouldn't be able to say that. And so for you doing that something, they feel persecuted. That's right. not... Who's that on? That's not on us, right? That's not on the people saying that you're wrong for it. That's on you. Yeah, but you've seen... It, we're taking an extreme case of insurrection. Sure. Right? There's certain things that I would feel that gets censored that maybe it isn't. Do you have an example? I don't. Yeah. I don't. 
like, I can't play this game. See, I don't subscribe to either one of them, so I can talk about this as freely as possible. We jump in and out of conversation. We spent a lot of time on this. We definitely though. did. You definitely did. Um, I do have a conspiracy about this Facebook whistleblower. Uh oh. The conspiracy is that the whistleblower is part of a, a psyop. You've heard of the name psyop. Yeah, before. yeah, CIA stuff. Right. So its operations usually aimed at influencing the enemy's state of mind through non-combative means. Okay. That's the definition of that, right? So the idea is that she blows a whistle on all these issues, many of which we've already spoken about for the past couple of years, uh, as far as the algorithms, everything we just talked about, right? Shadow ban, censoring content. Reasonable people would agree that you need to remove some content, sure, like we just said. But the conspiracy is if we could put a plant in as a whistleblower for all the things that we pretty much knew, okay, right? But Facebook didn't say it publicly. We knew Facebook was affecting children, <laughs> yeah. we knew Facebook was inciting violence, we knew that shit, right? Yep. The outcome to combat all of these issues is essentially more censorship, more censorship of, of the platform, of the platform, more censorship. Hmm. Facebook was already trying to clean up their act. So they say. Okay. Making sure they get rid of toxic stuff and information. So they say. Right? So if it comes out that they're not doing that, and they're actually aiding into disrupting society and, and causing all this bullshit, that's the government's entrance into the daily operations of Facebook. So it inevitably leads to more censorship. Let me just get it off pre- Yep, go ahead. Right? Leads to more censorship, which leads to more control, right? Which leads to almost a state-sponsored Facebook. And if you control the narrative, if you control how people are speaking, you control people. I understand where you're coming from, but I disagree, as you probably figured I would. <laughs> you always disagree. <laughs> Only for the sense that this is America and business rules all. Right? Business rules, everything. Okay. So, as far as government being the ones to control that, uh, that usually works in the reverse. It's the business that controls the government and makes the decisions for them, right? Until the government feels the need to step in. Well, till they have to step in. Till they have to step in. Honestly, I think Facebook is too big. I think Facebook shouldn't be allowed to buy up an Instagram, buy up a WhatsApp and whatnot because you're eliminating the competition, right? Funny you say that. When when Facebook went down, bro... It was the same time I, that the whistleblower came up. Yeah, same time. <laughs> Brit, Brit said that, uh, the, what's it called, when the outage happened, uh, they were throwing out all the files and shit. It was, clear, it was clearing the, uh, the internet browser. <laughs> Why are you doing the testimony? <laughs> Burn it all! Burn it all! <laughs> uh, but I didn't realize. I remember when Facebook was making the purchase of WhatsApp. Okay. And there was a lot of people saying, like, this is horrible. Yeah. This is not good. Yep. I didn't yeah, I didn't realize it at the time. I recently saw a map of the countries and the areas that use WhatsApp. A lot. Latin America. Hey, a lot. yo. Lots. But damn near half the fucking world. Yeah, absolutely. They couldn't talk for eight hours. Yep. <laughs> it's crazy, yo. But that's what business does. That's right. what business does. All right. But it, if it gets to a certain part, a certain point, yep. and if they're mismanaging, they're misleading people, if they're, they're, they're taking too much power, we've seen the government come and break shit the fuck up. Which is what they should do in this case. All right. All right. But if they do do that, this is where my conspiracy plays in. Okay. We talk about narrative a lot on this podcast. Right. When the first time government lost control of narrative. That too, when you mean narrative. Narrative. Media. Uh, Public, public, public uh, yeah, public opinion. It used okay. to be one, one news station, bro. Okay. Everybody got their news in the same place. It's true. Once television came, 
and people were watching different programs. The competitive nature of business came in. There were different programs to offer. Yeah. Government lost control. Okay. They started. They started to lose control. Mm-hmm. It went from newspaper to radio, mm-hmm. radio to television, television to internet, internet right. and that's when they really lost control of everything. Okay. That's when you couldn't control the narrative. Mm-hmm. Now you have this main conglomerate as far as Facebook, which everybody gets their news from. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a target now because that is a, a clear way in which we can get some reins back on this motherfucker. Yeah. This is the government's opportunity to say, hey, you all are mismanaging this shit mm-hmm. and you, you can't be trusted with how much power you got. We have to step in and, and regulate some of this stuff. Mm-hmm. And by de facto, they're gonna have more say in what people see. And it's not that far. I'm not gonna jump off the edge. Ain't that far from China. So It ain't that far from the state-sponsored internet in China. So here's my thing, right? People a lot of times say that about government and whatnot, and that uh, you know government's gonna have control. When, what about the corporation? What about the corporation that is beholden to nobody but their shareholders and whatnot, right? Listen, wouldn't we rather have it accountable to the government where we can get those people in and out of there rather than a company or a corporation where they just do whatever they want? I get what you're saying, but the only way you can get to that thinking is if you trust the government. It's not even so much about trusting the government, right? Government is an apparatus. Like I I say this a lot to people. Government Government is is a a business. It's a tool. Not a business. It's a tool. Right, it's a lot of money. Yeah, There's a but, lot of money in it. Sure, but what is that money going towards doing? Right. So, in in the case of Facebook, right, I would rather have government be the ones to come in and say this company's too large. You 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 have a monopoly on essentially information. And then do what with it? As far as what Facebook or as yeah, far as the government? As far as the government. The government well, then you, does what? Well, if you break up Facebook, right? And you, now you have Instagram again on its own. You have WhatsApp again on its own. Then it also allows smaller companies to come in and compete, right? So now you would actually have more freedom, more opportunity for these companies to succeed. Nobody's out working Facebook at this point, man. Well, not at this point because it's so large, which is another reason to break it up. Make it smaller. All right, so now, but now you set a precedent in the good old America, home of the free, where you can pull yourself up by the bootstraps and go to college and start a small internet social thing that we've never seen before and build it from the ground up and get to a certain point where you've made X amount of money, get to a certain point where you've become quote unquote successful. And now the government can just come and break your shit the fuck up. That's what government's always done, though. Is it? Good. Are you I think when you open good. the door? You think it's good? Because if you don't, then you leave room for monopoly. And when you have monopoly, then you're essentially you're you're pushing out everybody. Then 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 the American dream is dead, which There's some no people American argue. Dream. Some people argue it's dead already, but it's been dead. But it's dead because of things like that, right? It's American dream for some. <laughs> for others, it's a nightmare. Absolutely. But you look at the what we're talking about, right? That a Walmart or Amazon, they control pretty much co- all of commerce. Pretty much, right? You go to those two places to get whatever you want, and they control the market because now I can jack up the prices once everybody else is out. I can make the price whatever I want. Yeah. Be clear, I'm not disagreeing with what you're saying. I'm just saying I don't trust the go- the government has shown me so much incompetence that I don't even trust them with the type of power that Facebook has attained. But again, your government is oftentimes gets treated as an entity, like this static thing, and it's not that. It's comprised of people. And people are the ones that make the decisions within government, right? People suck. People do suck, 
right? But I think that we as voters have largely gotten lazy and <laughs> I think that there are signs that show what a person is going to do before they get in office and nobody pays attention to that. People say R D next to their name. That's all that matters. That's, that's why I problem. feel like we need to get away from it. I think you need to actually do the, do the homework. That's what I think people need to this do. This is a good transition though, yeah, yeah. right? Because the same government you, you would agree that needs to step in that I just don't trust that they can handle it either. But there's these Pandora papers. Oh yeah. All right. So the same government <laughs> yep. that you're tasking to to fairly disperse the biggest information app in the modern century is the same people that are incorporating some of these leaks. Yeah. So can you explain this to people who might not have heard of heard of it? So Pandora Papers are uh, it is a consortium of about 12 million documents that were leaked from all of these trusts and uh, these journalists got their hands on from all over the world. I think it was about 600 journalists. When you say trust, like trust funds like and whatnot. Banks and and shit like banks, that. Yeah. Like in the Cayman Islands and all these offshore, 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 offshore places that are like tax havens for rich people. And um, they managed to get their hands on all of these documents and whatnot leaks. And they show a trove of corruption, uh, is it bipartisan corruption? So there, as far as these papers go, nobody in America is implicated because we're just better than everybody else, right? <laughs> <laughs> but there's a reason for that. There's a reason for that. This stuff has been going on. You know, the stuff that they have is implicating people from like the King of Jordan or uh, Vladimir Putin is, in, is implicated in here, right? I think they said he had a relationship with a woman for a couple years and... She had a shell company. Shell company is basically uh, an LLC or something that you can make, mm. put your money into it, and kind of get it from out of the country to an offshore account to basically not get taxed. Okay. Right? Wow. And shell company was opened up in her name. She had a child. They don't know if it's his or not, but there was uh, reportings in Russia. You know, he was questioned about it. Of course, he denied. Of course. But, um, you know, she got a, a million dollar home, like a few million dollar home for this child. So, you know, take it for what you... There's been reports. People say that Vladimir Putin might be the richest man in the world. I wouldn't... I wouldn't doubt I it either. I wouldn't challenge that I, at all. I, I, I haven't seen that information, you know, but... going right for murder. Right? You have the company... You have the country of Russia's treasury at your disposal. So, but... In these papers, you know, I think it was five years ago where the Panama Papers came out, which was basically a lighter version of this. This mm. is the Panama Papers on steroids. Okay. So this is right. beefed up. Yes. I think even like Shakira, I think, was even involved. Uh, Shakira? Yeah. The hips don't lie? <laughs> hips don't lie. And it's just that these people, when you're rich, like you have these options that you're disposed to basically run away from taxes. Loopholes. Yeah. And... Tax avoidance, like these are all legal avenues, but again, you have to look at, this goes in what you're talking about, who's putting the laws in place allowing you to do this, right? Now, America is implicated in the sense that we're becoming more of a tax haven for people to put their money in places like South Dakota or North Dakota. They believe it was South Dakota was a tax haven. Are we slowly becoming a third world country? <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. But... I think it was Sioux Falls, South Dakota, where uh, there's a, a a building there where they handle about I think it was eleven billion or a hundred. I'm sorry, a hundred billion dollars worth of assets 
for rich for people. For, for just rich people in America or no, just rich just people, for rich people around the world? In Dakota, who would have known? I never knew what was going on in Dakota. I'm forgetting it's a state sometimes, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just there's no people that live there, right? Was it population like 50? If I had to stash some money, it would be in Sioux Falls. <laughs> right? They spell it even What's weird. There? It's like S-I-O-U-X. Yeah, it looks like the towns in those old movies like where everybody knows each other. <laughs> the little tumbleweed comes floating yeah, right? down the street and shit like that. Population 201. And as soon as you come in, it changes to two. <laughs> right? You got a pack of lunch to go there and shit. <laughs> But, you know, basically, it, it shows just so much corruption amongst, like, elected officials and whatnot. And I get this talking going into what you're saying, why, why we can't trust these people. But this is why government and journalism and whatnot kind of is supposed to work alongside of each other, right? In tandem. Right. If government's not doing its job, it's the journalist's job to point that out and expose that, right? So that we can be an informed electorate. And that we can elect people who will do their jobs properly. Now, there's been a disconnect in there because in America, we're a capitalist society, right? So now it's incentivized to just draw clicks in media. So it's hard to find good media that's giving you all of it. I'm not going to say accurate because you can get accurate stuff on small pieces, mm. but it's for getting a larger scope. Like a CNN, MSNBC, Fox News, they'll focus on a certain avenue. But they're not giving you the larger picture or a lot of times they don't give you the history on these things. Yeah. So if you don't have that information, you're not equipped with that. Well, now I get to say that, oh, this side is just I looking can create to, the narrative. I can create the narrative. I can create the shit that we're talking about with Facebook to get those clicks and that tension people fighting all the time. All right. And who benefits off of that? No, it's again. I we're kind of going right back to what the kind of point I was saying is just like the the narrative has always been the that's the that's the gold that's the currency that's the current gold now as it stands. No, I said that's the gold standard. Oh, the that's gold the standard. currency okay. of the the power. Yeah, that's the the narrative has always been the 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 treasure mm-hmm. for the elite. For the the powerful, the people in power. If I can control narrative, I can control the position I hold. It's true. And most elected officials, like their only care in life is to get reelected and to continue to hold because on to power that power. Because power doesn't give up power. What's the saying? Power corrupts absolutely. Or absolute power corrupts absolutely. No one's ever going to say I'm going to take less money. Very, very rarely. Sure. And I feel like there's a certain type of individual that wants to go into politics anyway. Anybody who like like wakes up, you, <laughs> did you ever have a kid in your school that you knew was going to be a politician? Like the, the kids that did like the, the president school, president yeah, by the president yeah, yeah. The stuff, the debate like club that. and shit like that. You never trusted those motherfuckers. <laughs> my homeboy Keith, yo, that's still my homie, yo. But Keith, <laughs> he spent four years uh, uh, dressing in a suit. He would come to come to. This is a nigga. Really? Yeah, this is a nigga. <laughs> Right? <laughs> Let me not say that. Yeah. Okay. He's in politics now. All right, all but, right. like, he used to come in with a suit all the time. Like, it's a certain type of individual. What I'm trying to say is a certain type of individual I understand that, you that does that. Like, you know what I mean? And I'm not saying they, they all bad and, like... Again, this is where it comes to, you know, you got to do your homework and you can't expect anything to be given to you. Because if you, if you get laxed, 
if you allow these people to be the ones to make the decisions, like, hey, nobody's looking over here, you know, they, of course they're going to take advantage of you. You say that in my little conspiracy theory that came up, you're taking the world's biggest communication platform that clearly has gotten huge and clearly is has a monopoly. Mm -hmm. If you're taking that and you stick your little nasty politician greasy hands in it. <laughs> but they're controlling it to what extent, though? I Who knows? I mean, I, what I'm saying is that that opens the door. It's a convenient open the door and it's a way they have to get public support into it. Mm -hmm. If you present Facebook as the enemy mm -hmm. and saying, hey, you're irresponsible. With this well, that, and that anyway, it's a, I know. That's what I'm saying. You're already tapping. That's that's the government tapping into emotions that are already existing, and that's easy to get behind. But it's the not. children, the children. Look what it's doing to the kids. Who's not going to get behind that? But it's not so much censoring though. It's just telling the government to break this up and to also, I guess, put standards on things. Right. What I'm saying is we don't know what it looks like, but we know how bad it can get. Sure. I mean, if you let anything run rampant, you know how bad it can yeah, be. Yeah, we right? have examples of what state-sponsored shit is. Right. Absolutely. Okay. Talking more authoritarian stuff, but yeah. I got you. I got you. Right? Really, really what is it? Orwellian? Uh, Orwellian. There Orwellian. You go. Yep. Yep. Ooh, <laughs> Big word. Big word. <laughs> um, all right. We've spent a couple of podcasts staying away from COVID shit. Yeah. And I want to keep that trend going. It's exhausting. I can't imagine as listeners, you just kind of can't get away from it. But my, this, this next segment kind of taps into it, but it's just a question that I have, right? right? So we're not going to get into research. I'm not going to get into the science. We're not going to get into the, the efficacy rate of the, the vaccine. We're not doing none of that. All right. <laughs> How far apart are ultimatums and choices? Okay. Being... At what point are at they? At what point do when do they overlap? Mm -hmm. When what's the difference between them? Right, right. This has just come up. I saw an article. It said Mike Tyson says, "I didn't do it willingly." He's talking in regards to getting to the, getting the vaccine. He said, "I didn't do it willingly. I'm a little apprehensive of that. I was pretty much beaten into submission to do this because I travel internationally, and if I don't travel, we don't eat. So I decided to take the risk, take the shot. And people, they have their own choice. I never got sick. That was the end of the quote, mm -hmm. right? We saw it with and Andrew Wiggins recently. Yep. Uh, he ended up getting it. Um, I was listening to the Joe Budden podcast where he was adamantly saying that no one is forcing you to take it." Right. So it just made me question, well, what's the difference between a force forcing it and ultimatum or how is it a choice? What's the difference between those two? So I got I, 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 yeah, go ahead. I got the definitions okay. of it. Right. So definition of choice is an act selecting or making a decision when faced with two or more possibilities. Definition of an ultimatum, a final demand or statement of terms, the rejection of which will result in retaliation or a breakdown in relations. Their employees issued an ultimatum demanding an immediate return to work. That was like the, mm -hmm. right? So what's the difference if you had to answer that? Between what we're seeing now? If your way of living depends on your job mm -hmm. and providing for your family. Mm -hmm. And the ultimatum, not the choice, this is an ultimatum. Mm -hmm. You either provide for your family and take the shot or you're fired. So is that really a choice? I would probably say no. 
it's not. It's a that's what the mandates I think were designed to do was to create that ultimatum so that you do get it. Um, however, some people are still making the choice not to get it right, and they are risking that livelihood. They're risking their careers and whatnot. And do we agree that it's not a choice? That's think, not a choice. I think coercion doesn't really leave you much room to no wiggle. To, room. To wiggle. Yeah, that's what coercion is designed to. Do you think that's right? I think it can be right in instances. And from my perspective, it's I would right say in this one. instance, I think it's right. He's right in this one. So you should, <laughs> so people should be able to, to lose their livelihood. No, no, no. I'm not saying lose their life. Oh. They're losing their livelihood. Okay. They are losing their livelihood, but it's tough, man. Like, I think they're making the choice to lose that livelihood, though. I understand that they don't... Uh, think that it's safe or for whatever reason you know they don't think that the vaccine's safe they don't think there's enough data on it and whatnot but at what point do you get to say that there is enough data on it and it is safe that we need to get this thing over and done with and you're holding up the process all right i don't want to get into the vaccine truck i don't want to go deep into that it's exhausting i just want to i wanted to make the the underlying i just wanted to make yeah 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 i just wanted to make it a point to say that this is not technically a choice Mm -hmm. not technically a choice this is an ultimatum it is an ultimatum it is is an ultimatum and in any other space any other space you could ever give you an ultimatum that shit ain't fair <laughs> that shit ain't fair. <laughs> that you lose. It's when, not, when it's an ultimatum, you're losing more times than not. Sure. All right. <laughs> Coercion, isn't that a legal term? Couldn't you is. get locked up for that shit? Depending on what it is, obviously. Right. I mean, it's not a sweet that's a sweeping statement, I mean, but what I'm saying is we're like We're all coerced into going to work, aren't we? If you don't work, you 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 get out in the street and you die. Exactly. Right? And I had a job going fine uh-huh. until you gave me this ultimatum. Sure. Well, you got to say, like, some of these people are, are saying or feel this way. I'm just going to say feel this way. Right. Some of these people say are saying, I won't risk my livelihood for money. And it sucks that you're putting me in this position in which I have to compromise that. Yes. Again, what it's designed to do, though, that's essentially what it's designed to do. That's that's horrible. That's coercion. That's manipulation. That's, that's, that's overreach. It's overreach. I don't think it's overreach. I mean, we've seen it in the past. I think that uh, when, what was it, oh, smallpox? We've seen, we've seen overreach in the past. We've really? seen that government mandates and whatnot for things that they deemed <laughs> were necessary. Like if a society deems that something's necessary, then... You know, you you take you take the steps to. But you're saying society, like that's a broad term. It is a broad term because society includes the people that are against it too, and society's not agreeing on this shit. So if you were to look at it election-wise, right? Because that's what society's kind of determined on. Is it? Was that? That's it. That's what boils down to. It does, right? So that's why elections matter. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, um, (laughs) question for you, man. Yeah. So your boy Biden's in there right now, right? Uh huh. You know, Donnie's coming back. Donnie is coming back. How possible do you think his chances of winning? I think it's. I think it's a lot. I think it's very very possible, to be honest with you, which is scary, which is very scary. But um, I don't know, man. I don't know. It's Biden not making another term, yo. It's a mixed bag. I mean, he shouldn't run again in the first place because he's old as fuck. (laughs) 
You know what's so interesting about that? People were saying that before he got elected. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of people ignored that shit. And I think you're seeing it a lot now. I think it depends on the person, too, because Bernie's older than Biden, but Bernie's way more with it. Yeah, he's way more articulate. He's Didn't way more Biden cognitively. Didn't Biden have like a brain aneurysm or some shit? Biden? Yeah, I thought he had brain surgery at some point. I, I not recently. Yeah. I'm looking it up. Keep talking. Yeah, not that I remember. I mean, Biden's had a lot of uh, troubles over the years, but I, the cognitive stuff, I think uh, he's always kind of had like brain gaffes and whatnot, like just speech. I love how they say gaffes. Yeah, gaffes being like if you talk long enough, like some people just make mistakes speaking. You know, and I know a lot of the times, though, like some of those stories. Remember Corn Pop? Yeah, I remember Corn, corn Pop. Corn Pop was a bad, dude, bad dude. <laughs> Here's the deal. We ran with some bad guys. Like some of that stuff. I don't know if that's just a politician just being a politician and trying to tell bogus stories. But <laughs> no, I'm seeing something. Though. Yeah, yeah. I'm seeing uh, it was his first time as a senator that he required surgery, not for one, but two brain aneurysms. Oh, really? Yeah, I don't know when this was, but I, I did hear that before. Okay. Um, <laughs> damn, son. They'll be having like articles. They'll be like, so so just how healthy is Biden? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's the headline. Yeah, exactly. That's what draws the clicks. That's part of it, too. But yeah, are you afraid? Am I afraid? Somebody who's who's deeply invested in politics. Are you afraid of the return of the Don? Of a return to Donnie? He I mean, should come back to like Return of the Mac. Once again. I mean, I don't know what to expect in the coming years, man. But Trumpism is a thing now. However, I think that there are a lot of things coming to light about him and his presidency that might not sit well with a lot of people, independents in particular, who he needed to win, which he didn't this time around. Um, it's it's going to be tough to see. We're going to have to see what happens in the next few years. You think you think if he does get in, he's just going to undo all the shit? You understand? Well, like yeah. there, there's, there is the uh, idea that everybody right wing just supports Trump, mm-hmm. right? Every anti-masker supports Trump. Every oh, anti-vaccine vaccine, vaccinator uh, uh, opposes Trump. And that's usually classified as right wing. But mm-hmm. there's a lot of people that aren't right wing that don't want to take vaccines. Those yeah. yeah, don't want to take vaccines. There may be Democrats that don't really want to take the vaccines. I don't Poss- know who's holding out. Possibly, anyway. yeah. That might be enough to garner that support. Possibly. To say, hey, I'm going to get rid of vaccine vaccination mandates. And and uh, I find it funny, though, that he kept it secret that he was vaccinated himself. Like he didn't say that to anybody until recently. You yeah. Know? And yeah. he was vaccinated a long time ago. You know, people he actually said and I saw him like on, on film actually saying get the vaccine and his own crowd started yeah. booing him a little exactly. bit. So you never and know. That, that's what I mean. That's what I mean. Stuff like that. Like you've created this monster and now he didn't create be- I don't think he created. I think this monster existed. This monster I, all right, let's has say that existed. You amplified he, this monster. Let's say that. Mm-hmm. Right. But I think that we're starting to maybe see some of his limits. Right. Like he quickly kind of like backtracked yeah. on that. Right. Get the vaccine. Boo, boo, boo. All right. Maybe, you know, I, I believe in your freedom. <laughs> right? Yeah. So yeah. he gets away with it like nobody else, but we'll see, man. We're going to see, man. We definitely will see. Um, I guess we're going to wrap this up. We will wrap this up. We ran over a little bit, but I love it, man. Good conversation. I want to thank Jarrell Forbes for Always, being man. on another episode. Again, again, y'all, if you like this episode, want to hear more of it, please share, like, subscribe. Britt will be back soon. 
Um, the song you are listening to at the end of this is by Ace Hashimoto. Check it out. Love it. We will talk to y'all next week. We are out of here. Peace. Say bye, Jarrell. Later, y'all. Take it easy.